Hello everyone and welcome again to another episode of Papa's Tackle Box. We're very grateful that you're joining us uh, on whatever platform that you get your podcast needs from. Thanks to everyone who's been following us and keeping up with everything that we're doing on Facebook, Instagram, uh, or even our website, LegacyCC.org. Also, a huge shout out to those who have given to the podcast through our website under the Give Now tab. Now, I know you all are waiting to hear what Papa's going to pull out of his tackle box today. So without wasting any more time, you are listening to Papa's Tackle Box. And here's Papa. Hey, thanks again for joining me on this wonderful Tuesday on Papa's Tackle Box. As I reach into my tackle box, the Word of God, pull something out to help us be better fishermen for the kingdom of God. And uh, I want to talk about uh, who God is, uh, talking about Him. And uh, I want to talk about that He is a spirit being. Now, when I talk about God being a spirit being, uh, Jesus in, had an encounter with a Samaritan woman, and they got to talking about worship in John chapter 4. And he made a very important statement to this lady. Worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. Spirit. So what is so important about this is God is not the Spirit, um, he is spirit. That's the essence of who he is. And uh, so this kind of worship involves loving God with your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, engaging the whole heart, having a passion for God. And uh, my thing is what you do with your body is a result of what you do with your spirit. So this kind of worship is without ceremonies of the Old Testament, but faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. It is not primarily a physical location, surroundings, atmosphere. Now, although that has a part, but that's not it. It is a response of our spirit to God's revelation of himself. So, when I talk about God as a spirit being, uh, most of us will think a ghost, you know. But So what, what does it mean that God is a spirit being? To understand this statement, we have to, or I need to break it down into pieces that I can understand. And uh, so he is a compound being. And, and so how do I break it down? I can break it down in five different ways. First of all, to understand that God is a spirit being is, number one, he's immaterial. He is non-material. Uh, now, this does not mean that he is insignificant or unimportant. He does not have a body is what that simply means. He doesn't have a body. He is omnipresent. He exists everywhere simultaneously. There is no place in creation where God does not exist. He's not limited by physical location. Therefore, he is in all places at one time. He's everywhere. He cannot be contained uh, He's at all. He, he's just everywhere at all times. 
But God speaks to us in man forms, human descriptions. Now, I was taught a word, anthropomorphism. I think that's the way that I learned how to pronounce it. Uh, it's, it's a big word. But it, what that word simply means is, is that's one of those big... It's just descriptions to, to uh, how can I say this, to help us better understand his character. So the Bible talks about in Psalms 8, his fingers. Second Chronicles chapter 16 talks about eyes, his eyes. Psalms 89 talks about his arm, his hand. Isaiah 59 talks about his ear. Matthew chapter 4 talks about his mouth. So when we say that God is immaterial, it does, he does not have a body per se, what we're used to looking at because we see bodies. He does not have a body because he is immaterial. But to help us understand him, he relates to us through fingers, eyes, arm, hand, ear, mat, and, and mouth. And, and so though those that's the first thing that, that, that when we say he's a spirit being, he's, it, it's compounded, and, and that was the first. He's immaterial. He does not have a body. The second thing about him is God is infinite. Uh, now, we use the word uh, omnipotent, all power. There is nothing God cannot do. His power is unlimited. This means what he can do and how he gets it done. He knows no limits. Psalm 62 and 11 says power belongs to God. It is effortless for him. He does not exert any energy at all because he is all power, so it's effortless for him. He has power that does not run out over nature. He has power that, uh, to give life. He has power over the, the enemy. He has power over illness. He has power over circumstances. He has power over death. I could keep on and on and on. This power does not run out because he is not limited by any dimensions. Here's this word again, time and space, because he was not created. He is self-existent. He said to Moses, I am that I am. So God is infinite. He's without boundaries or limits to his power, to his location, or anything else. So uh, he's, uh, uh, number three, he's impassable. Um, we would say invincible. What that simply means is God is not uh, capable of being harmed. Uh, he cannot be overcome by anything human foes might think to do to him. His essence is beyond all harm. And we discovered that when Lucifer revolted against him and said, I'm going to put my throne above your throne, he didn't win. He was a created being. God is not. Number four, God is invisible. John chapter 1, verse 18 said, No man has seen God. He is invisible to the natural human eye. Colossians 1.15 says he's the invisible God. 
uh, 1 Timothy 1.17, now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible. Yet there are physical appearances, theophysis, uh, theophysines, uh, uh, Theophysines, I can't even say the word now, I'm tongue-tied, where God revealed himself. Uh, yeah, some of those words are big words, hard to say. But this is where, these are words that, that mean something. This is where God revealed himself. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7, the Lord appeared to Abram. Also in Genesis chapter 18, the Lord appeared to Abram. And we also discover that Moses asked, can I see you? He saw God's back. There are also physical things that may direct our attention to God. Things he has made, and that's creation. God's presence was made visible in a cloud by day in the desert and a fire by night that kept them warm. So, so you have to say, what does the wind look like? The wind is invisible, but you can see the effects of the wind. You see what it does, not what it looks like. And that's God. God is invisible. So we see what he does, whether or not we know what he looks like. And so, so he is that part. And, and the last thing is, is he's an individual, He is a living, personal being. We can know him because, number one, he's alive. The word spirit, now he is a spirit, which is ruah, means breath, breath. He breathed into Adam, breath. He also has uh, but but ruah or the spirit also means feelings. Caleb had a different spirit than the other spies. That word spirit is uh, translated ruah, which means breath. So uh, so he is alive. He's an individual. He even though he does not have a body. He is a living personal being because he is alive. He has breath. Anything that has breath is alive. The Bible said, uh, if you have breath, praise the Lord. If you're alive, you're breathing. It says, praise the Lord. It means you're alive. He is alive because he has breath. But not only that, is he an individual? Yes, because he has a personality. He has emotions. That's feelings. He has intellect. That's a mind, and he thinks. He has a will, power to choose. He's omniscient. There is absolutely nothing he does not know. There is nothing he does not know. We are all dependent on someone else's knowledge. We were talking about that in the last podcast, that you know, a lot of things we're, we're taught from professors, and we have to, we have to cipher through that and, and put it into our own words. And so... A lot of things that we teach is what we were taught because somebody had prior knowledge and opened our eyes to see some things that we did not know and helped us learn some of our philosophy and theology. Isaiah 40, uh, 13 and 14 said, Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has informed him, With whom did he consult and give him understanding? And who taught him in the path of justice 
and taught him knowledge and informed him of the way of understanding. So could I just break that down into Polk County vernacular? Where did the Lord go to school? He knows what he knows simply because he knows. No one taught him. He didn't have to sit down and somebody teach him. He knows what he knows simply because he knows. Psalms 139, verse 1 and 2, David said, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou dost know when I sit down and when I rise up. God knows us. That's how personal he is. He's aware of the smallest details of our lives. He understands us. Psalms 103, verse 14 said, We're not but just dust. But God sees through, through us. We, we can't fool God. The very thought of God supersedes your wildest dreams. Job put it best in chapter 26, verse 14, when he looked out on creation and he was so awed, he said, These are the fringes of the ways of how faint a word we hear of him. Job was saying, men know so little about God. Even when you look as far as you can see into the solar system, you only seen just the fringes of God. Isaiah 52, 6 in the New Living Translation said, I will reveal my name to my people and they will come to know its power. God must really love us to have anything to do with us. That's why he wants us to know who he is. So it's time for me to reel it in today, and I hope that you will get to know who he is and the power of his name because he really loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave, he was the first one to give. He wants us to know who he is. And the only way we can know that is by coming into a relationship with him. Thanks again for joining me today. I'm I just so glad that you've joined us and I hope that you're getting something out of this. I hope it's helping you in your everyday life and maybe something is said that changed your life that will make you a better fisherman for the kingdom of God. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to Papa's Tackle Box. Make sure that you stay up to date with everything we're doing by following our Facebook page at Legacy Community Church. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at LegacyChurchFL. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legacy Community Church. You can also keep up to date with everything we're doing at our website, LegacyCC.org. And if this podcast has blessed you in any way, you can also give through our website under the Give Now tab. Thanks for listening.